my lovely Brittany, thank you for joining me this evening. I know you are two hours time difference away from me. So it is currently 8.15 almost there. So I appreciate your time always, but I'm very excited to deep dive into your life and then really express my gratitude for everything you've done for me, which we will get into. So thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. Yay. I'm really We've been talking about doing this for so long. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. And, and uh, you definitely have a story to tell all on your own, but I'm selfishly very excited to get into how we've really been communicating the past year almost with everything that you've helped me with, because um, that was huge for me and something that I never thought I would do in my life. But we will get to that eventually. Today, we are talking about my lovely best friend, Brittany. She has a very vulnerable story, very unique story to share. And it's something that is talked about, but not always talked about. And then I really want to talk about her business. Take a moment to introduce yourself, say everything, and anything, all the things. <laughs> well, um, my name is Brittany. Uh, I'm born and raised Windsor, Ontario, and I currently live in a small town called Amherstburg with my husband and my son. I have figure skated since I was little, so that's a, a huge part of, of who I am, um, which got me into cheerleading, which is where you and I met. Um, had it not been for Falcons, uh, we never would have met. No. So I'm so thankful for that. And I went to Fanshawe in London um, for graphic design. But before I did that, I did a year of um, like general arts and science, but I majored in media and design. Um, and then I went into graphic design. Yes, we met through college. Um, so yeah, I went to Fanshawe as well. We were both cheerleaders. We both cheered for Fanshawe and that's how we met. We were actually in the same stunt group and she broke my ankle. <laughs> Pretty much killed you. I felt so bad. You I was literally came stunt. down. Yeah. I stepped and on her foot has- and yeah, I sprained my ankle so bad and we had nationals like weeks before. So I had zero time to take a break and yeah, yeah. No, not at all. I just taped the shit out of that and had crutches. And you killed it. Yeah. And we you killed it. it. So yeah, we yeah. knew each other through through high school, through cheer, and I'm so grateful that that was so long ago, but we've kept our friendship up. Um, we've done photo shoots together and then- it's really 10 years since we've met. That's insane. Like, where did that go? I know it goes by so fast. And then, yeah, so I guess when like we both graduated and we went our ways, we did kind of go our way for a little bit. But then when I saw you went to South Carolina, we started talking again. And then we were just like glued because. Well, yeah, because like even like um, with cheer, like when you left the team, um, we went to worlds like cheer worlds together on a trip um to watch a bunch of friends and like from there that started like our addiction to going to worlds and it was right like during your birthday so it was like extra special yes yeah then I went to North Carolina and that's right you went to yeah you went to South Carolina and North Carolina sorry North North Carolina North Carolina North Carolina I don't know the difference North Carolina um at the same time that I went to Edmonton that's right So that is the background on how we met a journey that I know we also went through together because I was there during that time, which was college. Yeah. 
I don't know where to start with that, but I'm going to let you take it from there. But, you know, being a mom is the most beautiful thing, but every single woman has a different experience. I'm not there yet. I just witness everybody else doing it, but I will be there in a few years after I'm living my best life before I get into yeah. that best life. <laughs> but um, take an opportunity to share your experience of what it was like as far back as you want to go to, to now. Now she has the most beautiful little boy who is honestly growing so quickly and he's just a bundle of happiness in every photo that she shares. Uh, Yeah. So I got pregnant. Um, I was turning 21 um, and I didn't know I was pregnant actually until I was about 12 weeks pregnant actually. I didn't know I I had a period that like sometimes it would be there and sometimes it wasn't. So like it was very normal for me to like miss a period. So I didn't like think anything different. Um, and being so stressed at school, that didn't help. Nationals was coming. So it was just a lot of things I wasn't thinking about. And then literally nationals was coming and like the day before nationals, um, I was with one of the girls on our team and I thought, am I pregnant? Like I couldn't be pregnant. Right. And I took three tests. It didn't take much for that strip to turn pink and show a few lines. I was instantly in shock. Like that whole weekend was a blur. I remember it, but at the same time, I remember it felt like things were just happening around me that I was just going through these motions until I could get back from the weekend. I felt like that whole weekend as you know, it's a party weekend that I had to put up a a facade that, you know, I was drinking too. And, but I wasn't. And everybody, I know this is one thing that kind of like irks my soul because people think that I actually drank when I was pregnant and it was the reason that I miscarried, but I didn't actually drink. Um, yeah. And I just want to add to that, just if for people who don't do collegiate cheer and don't know what nationals are, but that weekend is literally like you, you compete and then you go party. And we always yeah. won, so we partied. And, yeah. and as far as your experience with getting pregnant, it wasn't like you were in a long-term relationship with someone. No, and no, it was somebody that I I liked. I had feel like not feelings for, but like I cared about, and I was. It was a honestly, it was the one-time kind of thing, and but it was somebody that I wanted to to date. And I gotta say, even like through all that entire experience he was fantastic. Like he was, he was there for me from beginning to end. And even afterwards, you know, he made sure I was okay, that if I needed anything, asked about, you know, doctor's appointments, he went to all of them, all the few that I got to have, you know, I met his family, we spent Christmas together with his family and my family and literally like two weeks back at school. And I guess started spotting, I reached out to one of the other girls on our team who was um, in nursing and asked her, you know, what, what do I do? Like, do you, do you know? And she's like, you should probably go and get checked out. So her and her roommate came, picked me up and took me to emerge. And um, we got checked out first. They just basically said, just go home and rest, take it easy. Nothing that could really be done kind of like waited out. So we did that came back home and the week goes by still spotting and then all of a sudden it got like heavier and heavier when we got to the hospital they got triage and whatnot and told to wait and I knew something was not okay I had to run to the bathroom and this is where like I have such vivid memories of everything that happened I give you a minute by minute play by play went to the bathroom and I can remember seeing everything in the toilet like 
it, that's like a, it's something that scars to this day. No, honestly, it's like I said, it's, it's something that a lot of women go through that, you know, isn't talked about and, and, and honestly takes a lot of time to heal from. I mean, not to say that you aren't, but those emotions are, it is very vivid. And, you know, just again, just to slimpify the, the backstory, um, because I was with Brittany during this time we were in college. She was not with this person for long-term. It was kind of like an oops, we're pregnant, yep. but she was. That she was pregnant. And yes, um, the individual that was quote unquote with her at the time was super supportive and fantastic. But when you're not expecting to get pregnant and now you're pregnant. So your mind is going from like, holy shit, I'm pregnant to like, okay, this is happening. We're going to do this. And then yes, the end result was that she had a miscarriage. It's just a lot of emotions. And while she knew she was pregnant, had to pretend she wasn't pregnant or like didn't want people to know, we were competing at nationals where you party. So that's where the rumors started happening that she was drinking all weekend after the fact that everyone found out she was pregnant and now putting two and two together. um, it, it, It just added more stress to the situation. I literally can feel it in my body what that weekend was like and like what that experience yeah. was like for you and you know I'm so glad that I was there for you but I couldn't even believe how many rumors were going around when people had no fucking idea on oh, I know and honestly I feel like I don't even know you know half the rumors that were that were going around but yeah and um, it didn't matter at the end of the day either but no I knew what was true and so yeah, did he and exactly. so did the people that mattered but um yeah. So the end result oh, was, yeah. yeah, she did have a miscarriage. Was it very traumatic. Very tra- I mean, I know every miscarriage is, is heartbreaking and yeah. is its own thing, but it was just the way I was treated at the hospital by nurses. Like I could go into so much detail about it, but it was absolutely horrific. Anywho, fast forward to three and a half years ago now, my husband. So I met my husband. We dated for a year, got engaged. Two years later, got married. Another year went by before we decided to start trying. And it was like January. I had the, took another test. I was pregnant. So obviously we were excited. And I was like seven and a half weeks pregnant, roughly, when I started to spot a little bit. And my brain instantly went to, fuck, this is happening again. And I can tell you before this happened, I probably spent a, a couple of years speaking with my therapist and psychiatrist about this when we were talking about you know trying for our first kid that I was terrified terrified to get pregnant because I didn't want to go through a miscarriage like that ever again yeah um so I was terrified of what could happen because I said I didn't if I went through that again I don't know how I would handle that or get through that but especially now with the fact that you are with somebody um and yes Exactly. So family with this person. This the second time around, I have another miscarriage. I can say that I was in I handled it a lot better. And I think maybe because for a few reasons. One, I obviously had my husband, who is absolutely incredible. Two, I had been through this before. Uh so I kind of knew what to expect from my body. And when we were going to the hospital for that ultrasound to really tell us, you know, what was what. I already knew driving there what what the answer was and what was happening. But this was the first time my husband had been through this. So I had to also rem- not be so, not the right word that I'm trying to think of, but. You had to almost be sympathetic. Immune, for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I knew what to expect, but he didn't, you know. So I was, you know, we went through it together and he came home that day to be with me and 
you know, we got through that. We both patted our tears and cried. Um, but I was definitely in a much better headspace to mentally deal with yeah. the craziness that that brings. And then a few months later, we, you know, we went to Hawaii with um, both sides of our families. We went on a big family trip. And um, the next month we were pregnant. Now I have Lucas, who's adorable 20 months old almost 21 months old so and over he was a, a year big boy. <laughs> and he was a big boy he was a turkey man he was nine pounds and 11 ounces yeah that's oh. yeah but, yeah big. I I do remember the second time and then it was like a fucking celebration the third time and Lucas yeah. is truly so adorable and I mean like you said every miscarriage story is so different everyone experiences it differently I don't even know what that looks like I can't even imagine what that looks like because obviously I've never been but but I mean it's funny until it happens to you or like to somebody so close to you you don't you know you don't realize just how many women go through this I, I swear just about every woman who you know tries to get pregnant can't get pregnant or they can but they go through so many miscarriages or chemical pregnancies and um just so much like so many of my friends the last couple years and even ones currently that are trying to get pregnant and like they are healthy they've had everything tested there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to get pregnant and they can't get pregnant and my heart breaks for them that like yeah it's crazy like it is insane and nobody talks I shouldn't say nobody because it's more talked about now than it was even 10 years ago um because when I went through it I had no idea what other women uh, around me had been through and you know with that first one I blamed myself all the time I mean I don't now but in those moments you know I blame myself you know I didn't know I was pregnant I didn't know what if I had known I would have stopped cheering I would have done lots of different things I could have been on prenatals and I wasn't you know but at the end so of the day, things. you could have done all of that and it's it's your and body. It still could have happened. Yeah. Exactly. It's just it wasn't uh, meant to happen. I didn't do anything wrong. And that's the hardest thing for so many women to understand, especially the first miscarriage that they go through is to realize you didn't do anything wrong. This isn't your fault. It wasn't a pregnancy that was meant to happen, which is so hard to accept. But I think know, because especially when you want it so bad. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's such great advice and like words of wisdom coming from someone like you who's been there done that because I know I'm sure women that are going through it need to know that like it's not their fault I mean frick I took my dog to the dentist or no to the vet and he lost 13 teeth and I was like what did I do I'm such a good dog mom so different but but you instantly just blame yourself yeah exactly it's still somebody that you cared about even though I'd never met that baby like you still it's living in you it's your dog is still a part of you you yeah you they're your whole heart and like when something goes wrong or they're hurt like even now with Lucas you know he's been sick quite a bit and like you just want to help them what did I do wrong did I send him to daycare was that a bad thing like you just yeah. we're we're so ingrained to blame ourselves and it's just ugh, that's a whole other topic <laughs> you have to give yourself the grace you need yeah Exactly. But it's definitely grown me as a person. And I'm so much more self-aware because of these things. So, I mean, all these things, I think, you know, they happen for a reason. And it's a matter of 
you know, dealing with that tragedy and that loss and not having to search like, well, why did this happen? But just being more self-aware of how you can deal with things and um, try to look at things a different way. Yeah. But also looking at it, like, what can I take away from this? Like what positive, what medicine, what message can I take away from this situation? Because it's not happening to you. It's happening for you and it happening for a reason. And honestly, Honestly, I would be in a much different place if if I I would have a 10 year old or like a nine year old. And circumstance of the relationship, it just would have been really not good. (laughs) And like, yeah. Yeah, there's so many other things. That was such a weird time, but we're just not going to go into those details. (laughs) No. So now, happy. She has a family. She has the cutest boy. Her husband is amazing, I will say. And yeah, we are very happy for her. So now you're a mom, and I want to kind of go back a little bit. I know you've already kind of said it, um, so you can just like short short it a little bit. But why did you choose to take graphic design or that industry in in college? So. Art has always been a big part of my life. My brother is an animation artist and and my uncle is an artist. So like art is definitely in my family. Creative, Um, yeah. Creative, yeah. And I also had a really good friend who actually used to figure skate with, um, who was a year older than me. She went into the graphic design and was an artist as well. So I took some inspiration from a couple of different places and did some more like research as to what graphic design was and realize, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm such a crafty person. I'm hands-on. I love to create things, and I find joy in it. Um, never felt like work. So I did a, my grade 12 year. My art course was a, a multimedia. So then yeah. you went to school for that, graduated. Did you, which companies again did you work for after? I worked for a company called X, Exomark. That was after fashion. They're, Yes. So this was like, so I graduated from Vanshaw. I was home for like a month. Um, I packed up and moved to North Carolina for a dude that I met. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I'll try to shorten sweet of that story. I met this guy through cheerleading through one of the cheerleading um, competition companies and just kind of like hit her off. Um, so we were talking like pretty much every day. So I look back then now I'm thinking, wow, Brady, you are. girl just... does at least once. Or oh, I know. But I look back time. and think, wow, like you treated that situation so poorly. Anyway, I decided, you know what? After I graduated, I got nothing to lose. I have nothing tying me down. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to pack my bags and I'm going to move to North Carolina and live with this dude. And I'm sure my parents said I was crazy and but it was something that I felt that I had to do. So I packed up my bags and I stood in North Carolina. I was out there for three months. Shit went south. <laughs> we were in the hotel room and one of the girls said something about his age. And I knew he was 10 years older than me. But he ended up being, I can't even remember now. I want to say like 15 or 16 years older no, than me. I think it was like 20. I remember it being in a No, right no, there. it wasn't 20, but it was, it was more than 10. And I... I want to say it was about 15 or 16 years older and it just about I'm like no like why would he lie like he told me he was 10 years my senior okay and the girls was like one day when he leaves his wallet there maybe you should look at his ID and I'm like he doesn't look his age by the way so no he didn't and honestly I I met him somehow Mm -hmm. you met him at worlds and he was a really really nice guy and he did not look he really is a nice guy okay we're not Um, just by him right now no, we I don't know why. He's a nice guy at the time. <laughs> <laughs> what? WTF. No. So 
Well, I was helping him do some graphics for his business. And um, so I was on his computer and his messages, you know, like Mac has messages yeah. and it's like tied to your phone. Yeah. So that popped open because like the app was open and messages were coming in. So like I was seeing the, these messages and the texts that were coming up, I'm like, okay, this is definitely not a friend. This is not a, a dude. Yeah. This is clearly a female. He was cheating. In <laughs> like, yeah. So he was like, okay, I'm on my way home. And he comes home, sits in the parking, like the the driveway um, and doesn't get out of the car. He's there for about 10 minutes. So I'm watching it through the window upstairs and then he pulls away and leaves. I'm like, okay. He comes back later. And like that evening I was just uncommunicative. like didn't want to talk. And then finally I, I did and I opened up about it and it just blew up. Mind you, I also had like my huge laptop or my huge desktop. Like I had a lot of shit with me. Filled up his car. He did drive me to a hotel, paid for the hotel. Um, I got up to my room with all my stuff, locked the door, deadbolt, like all of the things. Mm-hmm. In the morning, um, in the morning, I went down, had breakfast. I called my parents, like, I'm fine, everything's good, but I'm getting a car and I'm driving home today. And that was that. Then um a couple like a month goes by we start to like talk and kind of like work through some things. And I decided, okay, I'm going to go back for a weekend. I had some stuff there and we were going to talk. Well, the day that I was leaving to come back home from that trip, a friend of mine had sent me a birthday gift while I was there. And it was a China tea set of Mrs. Potts and chip. And if you know me, I am like beauty beast obsessed. Yeah. Well, he was very upset that Peter had sent this and he knew Peter. So he sent me that gift and he was upset and he's like, I could buy it for you. So he lost his mind, started, took it out of bed or the box and started smashing all over the concrete, like the driveway. And I'm like, okay, I'm grabbing my bag. I'm walking to the street. I will call myself a cab and get myself to the airport. Like moral of the story, he was a lunatic and lied about his age. Like this girl. But here's the best part. When I called him out on that and started walking away, he came around the car, picked me up and dragged me into the house. Literally, I was kicking and screaming, help somebody help me stop everything. It was ridiculous. He ended up driving me to the airport and like, he's the fuck out. Yeah. So don't, unless you are for sure, (laughs) do not go to the States or a different country with a guy. (laughs) Because yeah, he was just like a mess. And like moral, moral of this story again is just be safe. Know what you're getting into. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret going to North Carolina. I met a lot of great people whom I still talk to. I don't it talk to a, him. It was just a lesson for sure. It was just a lesson learned. Like it that's something those... I never th- yeah, yeah, it's something I never thought I would do. Um, but I had a huge growing moment for me personally to stand up and this is my voice and no this is not happening yeah. no huge and it's it takes those like sometimes scary or m- more vulnerable moments that happen in your life that are your growing periods and you'll have mm-hmm. to that forever so yeah definitely no regrets but I do remember that and that was just another moment of our friendship where yes. like we hung on because so- I called you several times like Cass like yes, oh time. what do I do get the fuck and, out yeah <laughs> yeah um, and now I want to talk about, for those who don't know what ProCheer is, maybe just give a little short thing, but then I really want to get into your own business. Okay. So ProCheer is a um, clothing and apparel 
clothing and apparel. It's an apparel company for cheerleading and some gymnastics and some dance stuff here and there. But um, we're one of the main players in the game of cheerleading throughout Canada for creating like uniforms and practice gear. So I'm a graphic designer on the team um, and I design uniforms. I design sports bras and shorts. I work with the best people. Um, I could not imagine working for a better company, honestly. Like dream, dream team, dream job. I get to work from home. I got to go up every couple of months or every few weeks and see the team. Like it brings me so much joy to be able to work for a company that like actually supports you and cares about you, which in my, in your your background. Yeah, exactly. And I get to do it in cheerleading. Like it's, especially in Canada, it's a really unheard of experience because cheerleading, once you're in cheerleading Canada, like, you know, it's big, but it's nothing compared to the U S yeah. So to be able to be, I don't have a job as a graphic designer in the cheerleading industry is it's um, unheard and it really of. It's is one rare. of the bigger companies in Canada. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of, if not all my uniforms came from pro cheer. So. Yeah, exactly. And for many, many years, um, we were the ones producing the uniforms for team Canada. Yeah. Which that's is really cool. cool. Being yeah. someone also from the cheer world. I just think that's really cool. And I'm super proud of you. And it's nice that not only do you get to do this, but you also have your own business, which I really want to get into for so many other reasons. Mm-hmm. So your business, how long, how did you come up with the name? When did you start it? What do you focus on? And then I'm going to be selfish. So I started Avenue 16 unofficially in like 2015. Um, coworkers were asking me to, you know, hey, my cousin's getting married. Can you make steak and dough tickets? sanitation that was like other people in the office were getting married so it was hey Britt can you make the invitations can you do all these things so I started off doing it that way then it was like my mom's really good friend's daughter was getting married so like I started I did her invitations so it was like okay okay this is something I enjoy doing and I can make money and build something off of this so um I at the time was also making cheer bows and I had a little like cheer bow company called double down bows I don't do that anymore, but it's segued into being part of, (laughs) it was like part of Avenue 16 at the same time. So I kind of made that shift and said, okay, I'm not going to do the bows anymore. I'm going to focus on graphic design, which is mainly wedding stationary, but I also do a lot of small business like branding um, with uh, a bunch of local people. Um, I've got two companies that actually work out in, um, Conquitland, BC, um, one in Comox Valley. Then there's you in, um, in Edmonton now. So it's it's a bit of everything, kind of like anything that's like printed or web that, you know, looks pretty. Yeah. Those are things I do. And I, I just love creating. I love the reaction I get from people when it's like, yes, that's it. Like that's, that's what LOL, I'm looking every for. Every reaction from me. <laughs> But it just makes me so happy that like, okay, somebody else loves what I'm doing too. Because like, again, we always judge ourselves. We're our worst critics. And, you know, it's, I swear almost every project I work on, you know, I'll do like three different samples. And it's always the one that I like the least that the client ends up picking. And it's usually the one that I spent the most time on. But yet it's still like, well, that's my least favorite one. And then I've done all these other versions and they, they gravitate to that one. But in doing that, I mean, we still expand on things and, and turn it into something that, you know, I end up loving too. So your company is called Avenue 16. 
it's Avenue 16. Um, and I came up with that. 16 has been like my number since I was little. I played baseball my whole life. So that was always my jersey number. My birthday is also on the 16th. So it kind of stems from that too. So I knew 16 had to be in there some way, somehow. And then Avenue was kind of just like, I had come from all these different places that have led me to, you know, really diving into my business. So Avenue just seemed like the right word. This is all these things have been my avenue to be creative. And this is my avenue to be creative, my my outlet of creativity, of frustration, of I love of all those things. I actually yeah. have no idea where the name came from, to be honest, but that oh I love those kinds of stories. That's a <laughs> name for a perfect story. And so yeah, you do weddings, you literally do everything that a website, graphic design, print, whatever can do. And honestly, yeah. she's so incredibly talented. And I am gonna be selfish now. I remember I don't even know how this came to be, but I think I just told you I wanted to start a website. Oh yeah. And then I was asking you like how the heck do you do that? What's a host? And how do you well get- you started with asking like, you know, hey, I wanna like start like a website, like a blog or whatever of like my journey of things and um what do you suggest weebly wix and I'm like oh girl yeah I started listing these things off and you were like hell to the no try this try that and then it just came to be that you were going to be my graphic designer for my website and I'm like you know I'll just like I'll show you how to do the things and you know teach you to set it up and and kind of go from there and then it was like um like your her creative freedom logo like kind of came yeah. up with that on web yeah, things just started things like, like that just happening like you know not everything is always calculated and planned and sometimes those are the best creative um, products the ones that just literally happen and I'm loving the the handwritten font that, that we created yeah and honestly like I'm, I'm very uh, grateful is like like not even the word it's I don't know what is bigger but like whatever is bigger than grateful and blessed and lucky all of those things it's out there but I would just like wake up one morning and she'd be like look what I made and it was like a beautiful logo and like things just started happening and I am a perfectionist and I I hate and love that about myself but I was Mm -hmm. like I want to be able to do this all on my own like I want to be able to add things like I don't want to have to rely on someone else to do all the work like and I don't want to give you all the work I want to have control in what I'm doing but at the same time I have no fucking idea I wanted to yeah but we got there right like yeah so um, I helped you get that platform so that you could do those things like I helped you build it and now you've got the foundation and you can do all those things now the huge perk of having you versus somebody else is that you put up with me number one first of all that's so number one and you gave me the the ability to just like be myself be my picky self literally send you a message on messenger just to delete it a thousand times because I could figure it out. Um, but you, you allowed me to just like be myself. I can be very like particular about things and you just took it all and you were completely there for me, but then also allowed me the ability to do things on my own. But then if I needed help, you were always there. So I really appreciate that. But I mean, having my own website is like a complete dream. I never in a million years thought I would ever have my own website. There is no way if you were to ask me two years ago, a year ago, if I would have my own website, like, you know, what's funny though, you say that. And it's something that I saw for you back then. Really? Like like, you You started blogging and doing like your YouTube videos and really like chronicling all the things that you were doing because it was something that you loved and you were passionate about because you love to share you know, you, you love to, to do those things. And it's like, 
it made sense that you would do something like that. And blogging is just, it almost feels like writing a diary. Like, yeah, that's you, like, that's who you are. I like you love to be expressive. And like, so I saw that for you. I saw you having a, a, a website that you could share all the things in one place. I think I just, I, so I did write, it's not on my website yet, but it is there. It's in a draft. I will make it live when that time comes, but 2018, I did write out like my journey of my eating disorder and all that stuff back then. And I wrote it knowing that I was going to find a friend who had a blog post who wanted a guest. And I would put my post, my blog post on their blog website one day, because I didn't have one because I didn't have at the time, I didn't have a reason to have one. And then when I started getting into van life and like wanting to be that Canadian girl who had a website for somebody else who wanted to build a van and here's how, and then also steer in, yeah, like you said, like putting my, putting all my platforms in one place, putting my portfolio for my, my creative side business on one place. And then the blog for travel and life share just added to the, to it. And Mm -hmm. Now I have, and I think it's, it's all come at like the right time. Cause like a couple of years ago was obviously you were in a place that it wasn't about you. I wasn't even myself. (laughs) I I know I was walking. I know. (laughs) And that, that's just it though. Like you were making these blogs or these vlogs and like it, like you wanted, you wanted to explode those things you wanted to share. But at that time in your life, things couldn't be, weren't about you though they should have been, but that was who, that was what you were going through in that time that you were giving so much to somebody else. So you've gone through so much, you have so much to say, and people want to hear your story and your journey and what you've gone through, what you're doing now. And, you know, you've, I mean, everybody has a story and everybody wants to listen, you know, so passionate about that. Like everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. Nobody is worse than anybody else. Just everyone has a story to tell and who's going to be vulnerable enough to share it. For the most part, Mm -hmm. I am, there's some things I'm not, but everything comes in stages. And you know, the things that I'm not comfortable to talk about at this moment right now, I Mm -hmm. will be in like a few months from now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I'm very grateful that now, now I have a platform that is like my little community that I'm so obsessed and proud of freedom.ca everyone go to the description in this episode and click on my website it's beautiful and all that work is Brittany um she's so talented her websites are so beautiful and I I literally obsess I go on it every day just to look at it okay but see and then I'm obsessed because through that process of building this with you your dedication to this (laughs) (laughs) it was impressive I honestly thought I was going to have to fight you to get content, but you ran with it. You hit that hard. You, I worked really hard on all. I feel like you didn't sleep. You devoted like every second you had into this. You know, when I said, okay, you need like an about, you need a photo for this and you need a little blurb for this. Like you were on fire. You, you did it. And, um, that's usually one of the biggest struggles I have with, uh, websites for, or even anything really, when somebody wants something, it's like getting the content out of somebody can be really hard. Yes. And um, so I always prepare myself for that battle, but you girl. I think the biggest thing was like, I, I knew that we are not just like a client to client relationship. Like we are best friends and I didn't want our friendship to 
be taken advantage of in any way. So I knew that like, not only are you a mom at home to a new one and you're doing two businesses and now you've taken me on, I just wanted to make it as easy as possible for you. So that was like a huge one for me is like, I need to make your life easy because I'm about to explode her messenger and her text messages and maybe a phone call here and there like I'm about to ruin her life with my messages because no it was fun I'm a writer I text I don't call I will write you a novel or two and then delete it and then do it again (laughs) yeah yeah but it was fun so like I was very impressed with your dedication to the concept so know that people anybody who reads her stuff on her site like it was not done lightly it was not just thrown together. It was so thought out. So much of, of her heart is on that. That website. I appreciate that. And that's, it is very true. I, I, I took a lot of time. Um, I made sure links went to places. As, mm-hmm. as my van was being built, I kind of wrote blogs as it was progressing. But then another huge thing with my website is my portfolio. Like this is my portfolio to my photography and videography business. And mm-hmm. I wanted... I wanted it to just be a place where people can really see like what I do, what I offer. And then, yeah, as I travel, like Mm -hmm. I am sharing my life. I love to do that. And there are things that I feel like I have a very unique story with the things that I've been through. I -hmm. haven't always talked about it, but it needs to be talked about. People can relate to eating disorders. People can relate to relationships. People can relate to um, you know, the people that I bring on to my podcast with mm-hmm. miscarriages and, you know, some of the Being vulnerable is like the biggest thing. I think it's being vulnerable. I think it's like the greatest thing you it's find. The hardest thing. Yeah. It's like being vulnerable. Like, and you hear somebody else's story and you can find, you can relate. And like, that's when you go, I'm not alone. Somebody else has gone through this. Like, okay, there's resources. There's somebody else I could even just talk to. Yeah. you know like I've, it makes a huge um, difference when it does when you can like I can relate to someone I'm just gonna go say eating disorder because that was a huge part of my life but I can watch someone on YouTube who is recovered from an eating disorder but it doesn't resonate as much as someone who I actually know and I'm like oh mm-hmm. my gosh I know you maybe I even look up to this person and they did it yeah. well I can freaking do it too and I have experienced that and the more I talk about that in particular, even I do get people messaging me and then I just get like, then it just helps me even more to stay on track, you know? So yeah, yeah, like being vulnerable is tough, but it is the best, the most growth that you will ever experience. It's, it's freeing actually, you know, that's a good word. Um, Another girl that we did share with, I, I won't say her name or anything, but she now has a little one, but she went through a miscarriage or in the last year in a bit and she knew that I had gone through too she reached out to me saying you know hey Brett I know you've been through this I don't know who else to talk to yeah um and I was so happy just that she felt that she could reach out to me and and talk because I wish I had that you know actually my roommate in college um you know she's now married and she has to she went through two miscarriages as well. And the first one, she kept it to herself. And she was like there through the thick of it with me in that first miscarriage. And she didn't talk about it for a bit. And and that's totally fine. That's how she dealt with it. Um, but when she told me that she did, I was like, I've been through that. You know, I'm somebody that you could have leaned on. I'm so sorry that you, you know, I don't know, maybe you didn't feel like you could, but I'm here for you either way. And then she went through it again. 
there's nothing that you can say to somebody in that situation that's going to make them feel better. But having somebody there just to sit on the couch with you just to be there, is like, it makes is, such a difference. Yeah. There's, there's no right thing to say. There's no magic words. So if you know somebody going through it and you don't know what to do or how to help them, it's honestly just, just be a shoulder. Listen, you know, you yeah, don't need I to can... sympathize. It's just let them talk or don't talk, sit with them, you know, exactly. things like that. Just I mean, I can way. relate in that too, in the sense when, you know, when I was in high school and I was first kind of struggling with the eating disorder aspect, I didn't, I didn't know a single, I didn't even know what it was. I had no idea what was happening. I did not know a single thing. I walked to doc, I watched Dr. Phil and that's how I learned what I was getting into or what I was already into. Mm-hmm. So now knowing that like my little self didn't have a person like me to like look up to and talk to. I do mm-hmm. want to say I advocate for because you need somebody to look up to, especially when it comes to like mental health or really traumatic yeah. events like that. Like you cannot be alone and you can't no. keep a secret. You need to talk about it. And yeah, yeah, that's why I like, I love that you joined me today because you have a story. It's something that people can relate to. And, and uh, it's important to be heard. And I mean, on the creative side, I'm so incredibly grateful for everything you've done for me for my website. And I really want everyone listening to just take a second and click on the link in the description of this episode to my website. It is a huge reflection of, of Brittany, but I will also have her website on the description as well. So to take a look at hers. And uh, she is a very easy and wonderful person to work with. So I'm very grateful. So to end off the the episode, I guess, I'm curious as to where you see yourself in three years on a business scale. And do you have any dreams? Do you have any ideal career where you'd like to find yourself? Yeah. Um, I mean, three years, geez, you know, I talk about maybe having another kid. Yes. That just, that, that, that some days it's yes, some days it's hell no. <laughs> um, so who knows? Um, but it's something that we think about. Um, I hope to still be involved with pro cheer, but I hope because I just love them so much, but I hope to be in a place where I'm still working myself. I can be there with Lucas and maybe potential kids down the road. You know, my husband and I, we love to travel. I hope that we can continue doing those things. Those are like some dreams that we have career wise. I, I just want to keep, you know, building Avenue 16. I've always said, that I've always wanted like a brick and mortar. I yeah. wanted my own shop out of my, like, I, I have my own office in my home and I'm very lucky that when we did build this house that my husband was gracious enough to give me the office to myself for Avenue 16, um, as he doesn't have one, you know, but um, so I'd love to have like a brick and mortar one day, you know, with that, I want Avenue 16 to have like two divisions. I want like that wedding industry focus, but I also love doing the small business stuff too. Like I, my heart is torn in two places, you know, hope to be as successful as I am today. And if not more. Absolutely. And I see that for you because you're only going to continue growing. I mean, you're so talented now. And like the more experience you get and the more things that you do, the more things I put you through, you're just going to get so much more experience and, and just flourish. And I, I completely see that for you. I do see another child in your life, but you know, if that's meant to be, it'll, it'll, it'll be, you know, yep. well, thank you so much again for taking this last hour with me. I appreciate it. And I hope everyone listening also enjoyed the podcast. And if you have any questions, please message Brittany. Um, for mm-hmm. anything. anything literally anything yeah, it doesn't like, even have to be business related no 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 like seriously yeah she's such an easy like th- she is the most non-judgmental human being she's the only friend that I've I would go to 
when I needed a non-biased opinion, I would always, always go to Brittany because I knew she wasn't going to just take my side because we're friends. Like she would give it straight. And I've always admired Mm -hmm. that, admired that about her on a business side. I'm going to also put her Instagram in the description because she literally does everything. She posts a lot there too. So something to look at as well. Kobe, yeah. If you want to get in touch with me, definitely just shoot me an email. Info at avenue16.ca. Perfect. Okay, I love you. I love you too.